This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, October 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Long thin smelt may get listed. Newsom seeks gas tax and USDA looks to raise profile of whole farm. Fed seek protection for long fin smelt. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is proposing to list the San Francisco Bay population of long fin smelt under federal endangered species protections. The agency cited the primary threat as habitat loss due to the reduction of freshwater flows. Regional Director Paul Sosa said the loss of the species would have ripple effects throughout the ecosystem. The Senator for Biological Diversity, which filed the petition for listing, applauded the action but criticized the agency for delaying protections. The environmental group attributed the fish's decline to unsustainable water diversions from rivers. Yet Frederico Barras, executive director of the San Luis and Delta Mendota Water Authority, called for balancing ecosystem functions with human needs, in particular farms. He stressed a comprehensive approach that also addresses habitat loss, predation, water quality, and changing hydrologic patterns. Newsom calls for special session on gas tax. Governor Newsom is pushing legislators to return to Sacramento for a special session to enact gas tax on oil company profits. He made the announcement as California's gas price rose $2.50 higher than the national average. Newsom decried this as the oil company's price gouging and taking advantage of Californians in line their pockets while polluting the planet. The legislature's Democratic leaders agreed that they should examine all options to ease the brunt of rising fuel costs, but they stopped short of endorsing Newsom's proposal until they receive more details. Republicans argued Newsom likes high gas prices except during election times. Keep in mind, the state began rolling out gas rebates last week, stemming from a budget deal between the governor and lawmakers in June. USDA looks to raise profile of whole farm micropolicies. USDA officials are looking to educate crop insurance agents and farmers about the whole farm revenue protection and microfarm policies for products that are aimed at diversified operations and small-scale farms. The Risk Management Agency is hosting a series of online workshops for farmers starting today, running through December 13th. RMA also recently held workshops for agents. RMA Administrator Marsha Bunger says the agency has made some improvements to both policies and should make them more grower-friendly. She told AgriPulse the agency's trying to make sure both agents and farmers understand how the policies work. As a former crop insurance agent myself, the traditional policies are less complicated, so they're easier to understand and turn around and explain, she said. Keep in mind, USDA is doubling the maximum insurable revenue under WFRP and is more than tripling to $350,000, the amount of revenue that's eligible for coverage under micropolicies. RMA also is reducing some paperwork requirements. By the way, Bunger was pleased with the turnout for agent-focused training sessions last week. More than 400 participated in two one-hour sessions. 
USTR gives speech against traditional market access deals. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai made one of her most forceful speeches yet on Friday, that in defense of the Biden administration's turn away from traditional free trade agreements that focus improving market access for U.S. goods through deals to cut tariffs. We've been doing FPAs for almost 40 years now, she said at the Roosevelt Institute Progressive Industrial Policy Conference. And while some sectors of the economy have benefited, many in this room know that the traditional approach to trade, marked by aggressive liberalization and tariff elimination, also had significant costs. Concentration of wealth, fragile supply chains, deindustrialization, offshoring, and the decimation of manufacturing communities. This traditional approach, she stressed, is not enough to counter China's non-transparent, state-directed, industrial dominance policies conducted on a massive scale, Tai said. Critical atrazine comments come at EPA from all sides. Comments poured into the Environmental Protection Agency Friday at the deadline to provide input on the agency's latest atrazine proposal. The comments offered widely divergent recommendations. Environmental groups are urging EPA to cancel the registration for the widely used herbicide, arguing that EPA's proposed mitigation cannot adequately address atrazine's widespread use. Numerous farm groups, manufacturers, and weed scientists, however, say that EPA has not used sound science to support its proposal, which provides growers with mitigation choices like cover crops and vegetated buffer strips. The proposed changes to the usage levels of atrazine ignore proven scientific data and jeopardize Kansas farmers' ability to continue to be a worldwide leader in producing safe, bountiful crops and the livestock those crops feed. That the word of Kansas Governor Laura Kelly in comments. Labor Secretary meets with immigrant farm workers. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh held a closed-door roundtable with immigrant workers Friday about, among other things, their experiences with the current H-2A visa program. One of the farm workers in the discussion said they work, quote, long hours in intense heat with limited access to water and rest. That according to a release from the United Farm Worker Foundation. They said their employer threatened them with deportation if they did not do as told. The parties in the conversation also discussed agency efforts to protect immigrant workers from workplace retaliation and educate workers on their rights in the workplace, according to a Labor Department release. Well, here's today's He Said It. No one cares about you as a person. That Anthony LaFosse managing director of at Clyde Group, a public relations firm. LaFosse delivered a keynote speech Monday at the annual conference of the California Association of Pest Control Advisors in Anaheim. He argued that agriculture must control its narrative and that while Californians don't care about farmers specifically, they want to know that farmers love farming and provide security in the food supply. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, October 11th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.